went back, I kind of had already an idea of how I was going to purchase the flights. I was going to use some miles that I used for uh, the city premier card that I got. But on the way there, I didn't have enough miles to get all of us to fly business class. So I saw a deal on Avianca Life Miles. So I bought 47,000 miles, which I paid like $1,500 for those. And then they gave me a bonus of 61,000 Avianca Life Miles for a total of 108,000 miles. So each flight is 35,000 miles. Hey there, points people. You just heard a clip from Maria from Traveling for the Playa Price. Maria hopes to inspire others to make the most of their opportunities with their loved ones, and travel hacking has made it easier for her to take her family along on trips. It's become much more accessible and cost-effective with the use of points. In this episode, Maria and I discuss flying from New York to Portugal in business class for only 35,000 miles, whether business class is actually worth it, and the perks that come with Marriott ambassador status. Maria was able to book some of these trips by transferring points to Flying Blue and Avianca Life Miles from her City Premier card, which is a fantastic card that partners with many of our favorite points programs. Remember, if you decide to apply for the City Premier card or any other card, never apply directly through Google. Always use a friend or creator's referral link. If you're interested in supporting this show when you apply for your next card, check out geobreachtravel.com slash cards. And if you're not sure what card is right for you, I offer free credit card consultations at geobreachtravel.com slash consultations. And we have links to the City Premier card and the free consultation form for you in the show notes as well. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking. I'm so excited to chat with you today about one of my favorite sites to use for finding great business class and first class award availability these days, and that is Avianca. But before we talk about how you used Avianca to book a really, really cool flight to Portugal and Turkey and all over, tell us about yourself first. And how did you get into the game of points and miles? And how did you even find out about Avianca? Because I feel like that's not one of those sites that most people know to check first. So I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I work in event marketing, and I've been in the points and games for about, I would say, eight years. But really, the last three years, I've really gotten advanced by booking business class flights. I even was able to book a flight for my parents and myself from New York to Portugal business class. And I found out about Avianco actually through Miguel, a.k.a. Travel Sergeant. He's a great one to follow. We've had him on the podcast before. I'll link to his episode. But yeah, he's shown me a whole bunch of cool tools to use for finding more business class and first class flights. Tell us what it was like when you first got started. Did you kind of step in one card at a time? Were you a little skeptical about how this would work? How did you even hear about this eight years ago? Yeah. So since I work in the event marketing industry, I travel a lot for work. So at the beginning, I wasn't really doing credit cards. I was really obtaining my points through like I was getting so many points at staying at Hilton and IHG chains. So I think I was like a diamond elite and I had like so many points 
at Hilton that I booked, I want to say like four weeks worth of stays for myself and for family members. And then I kind of like started to pick up on it, started following people like the points guy. And I'm, I'm like, these people are like flying all over the world for free. So I was like, that was kind of like a scam, but I, you know, I think it's doable if I'm staying for free. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then I also met a coworker and she let me know about Hello Going, uh, which was originally Scott's Sheet Flights. And she's like, hey, I booked a trip from here, which is Dallas Fort Worth Airport to Germany for $400. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, that's insane. That's not true. And it, and it was true. So that's kind of really opened my my mind. So when you were getting started and you found out about cheap cash fares, which is like a whole talent in in and of itself outside of points and miles, what cards did you even start with to say, like, I want to book some of these cheap flights? By following the the page, you know, which was previously known as Scott's Cheap Flights. Um, So I would follow kind of like if they, not only was I, was I on the, email subscription, but, you know, I would follow their Instagram page and then they would post a deal and then I would immediately like check my email. And then, you know, I started following a lot of traveling pages and then people were like, oh, I got a, like, for example, and I want to say 2020, I actually booked a a flight. It was like $250 round trip from Dallas-Fort Worth to Tokyo but I mean, it didn't go into fruition because of the pandemic. But, you know, just, I guess, from following pages and then I started following the points guy. You said you leveled up around like three years ago. What was it that was the catalyst where you're like, I really want to do more business class flights and first class flights rather than just doing economy and cheap deals all the time? Just also, just that I'm getting older. So, you know, when I first started traveling, you know, I moved down to stay at a hostel and now I'm just like, I want a more, you know, I'm a little, I'm older. I want a better experience. I went to Ukraine with my friend. We went in 2019 and I got a really cheap hotel and like our back hurt the next day. <laughs> I'm sorry, Melly. I still owe her one for that. And I'm just like, I don't want to travel like that anymore. I'm like, I feel like I deserve to to travel in business class and just have a better time, you know, plus like I'm not, I won't be grumpy, you know, when I get to the, my final destination. I feel you on that. I'm only 33, but since I've started traveling in business class, people are like, is it really worth like four times the points or four times the price sometimes? Cause it can be really expensive. Yeah. If you don't know how to move your points correctly. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. I, I've taken like a, that not over an ocean anymore, but across the United States. And I'm just dead the next day. I can't do what I did 10 years ago where I'm just like, oh, I'll just like take a two hour nap and then be good to go. After a while, it just doesn't work anymore. So I am completely in agreement of after a certain time in your life, it's, it's time to move on the business class. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So when you were like, all right, my back hurts. This sucks. I need to do something better. How did you plan out your first business class trip? My first business class, I was actually, again, through the help of Miguel, aka the travel sergeant. He kind of sent me the, his favorite routes. And honestly, I could have got a better redemption, but I really wanted to fly Singapore Airlines. Like I've seen people just like talks about it and how they loved their experience. And I was like, I want to experience it. I want to experience business class. 
you know, and we flew back from Frankfurt to New York business class. And I just, yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is, this, this is it. This is, I'm meant for this lifestyle. That is a nice one to experience <laughs> as your yeah. first business class flight. That'll spoil you for the rest of all the other business class flights. Because as we'll discuss, not all business class flights are created equal. But tell us a little bit about your experience on Singapore Airlines and what was it like? Yeah, so, you know, we from the very, like, moment, it's a different check-in. They have, like, the the business class and the first class. And then they have the, as I call it sometimes jokingly, I'm totally joking, but I say the peasant side. And it's just as soon as you get there, they take your they take your order. They refer to me as Ms. Reyes. Like, you know, it was like the whole, I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. They do the white tablecloth when you're eating. You know, they set the table up for you. They ask you what you want to drink and they present it to you. Like if you're at a, you know, five-star restaurant, it's so super comfortable. Like they, you know, they ask you every so often, do you need anything? That was definitely awesome. The service and the soft touch of St. Park Airlines yeah. is they're amazing. Yeah, it really is. Do you remember how you booked that one? Like what points you transferred and how much it cost? I would have to like go through my notes to see how I booked that one. But I booked two people. I booked for myself and for my boyfriend. It was just on the way there, we flew economy on the way back. We flew business class, so it was just a one-way from Frankfurt to New York. And that one I booked directly on Singapore Airlines. I think I had like a whole bunch of points that I had gotten from American Express Gold Card and also an American Express Platinum Card. And I combined those points, and I had also received some referrals. So that's kind of how, long story short, that's kind of how I booked that one. But I would have to like check my notes, how much I paid for for each flight. Yeah, that's the nice thing about Singapore Airlines is that you can pull pretty much anything into there. Yeah. Max Eddie, Capital One, all of it'll go in to your Singapore account. So if you have made the mistake of like, oh, I got shiny card syndrome and I opened like four different cards, you can pull all of them and Singapore Airlines will save you that way. For sure. And I think you did a really good job too of booking on the way back instead of on the way there. Because on the way there, it's usually a nighttime flight. They're departing out of JFK at like 10 or 11 p.m. Whereas on the way back, it's departing usually 10 a.m. or so from Germany back to New York. So I don't know if anybody listening, but whenever I am on a business class flight, I don't sleep that well because I'm just so excited to experience everything and to photograph everything, try all the food. Whenever I'm on like a super cramped economy seat, I like to joke that I'm super snuggled. So I just fall asleep because there's nothing going on. I'm like, I just pop out and not experience this. So I sleep way better in economy, weirdly. For sure. I wanted to experience every bit of the flight and like, I mean, I was like tired, but not tired how I've flown, you know, because I've flown to Europe several times before, but not tired like that, where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I got run over by a bus. Yeah. I don't feel better about myself after I sleep that long in economy. My back hurts, (laughs) but I fall asleep faster. So tell us about how you got into Avianca and how you started booking. Did you already know, hey, I want to book Portugal, or you used a list that Miguel sent you where he probably sent you the, hey, you can fly from New York over to Portugal for 35,000 points. Was that the thing he sent you? Yeah, that's what he sent me. And especially just because, you know, I was going to be also buying a ticket for my parents. I figure this is, you know, I wish 
maybe hopefully one day I can fly them on Singapore Airlines, but this was like the most affordable way to do it, you know, for all three of us at the same time to fly over to your business class. Kind of walk us through the process of once you found out about this, how do you physically go about making it happen? Yeah. So kind of on the way I had, that's, I guess that's a, another subject, but on the way back, I kind of had a, already an idea of how I was going to purchase the flights. I was going to use some miles that I used for uh, the city premier card that I got. But on the way there, I didn't have enough miles to get all of us to fly business class. So I saw a deal on Avianca Life Miles. So I bought 47,000 miles which I paid like $1,500 for those. And then they gave me a bonus of 61,000 Avianca life miles for a total of 100,000 miles. So each flight is 35,000 miles. Was that just because it was one of those Avianca sales where they'll do like a 50% bonus when you buy miles from them? They run those a lot. Yeah, they do. And that's, that's pretty much what I what I use since I didn't have the miles. Well, I'm like, because I looked at the flights and they were definitely out of my range. I want to say like each flight was like $2,400. And I'm like, I don't know, but mom ain't got 2,400 miles to pay for a flight. So this was the most affordable way to do it. So I just ended up paying $1,500 to purchase the miles and I got um, the bonus miles. Was it hard to find availability? on Avianca because this is one of like I think it's the sweetest of sweet spots on Avianca is that JFK to Portugal leg for 35,000 points in business class and I have had trouble finding it sometimes in the past how was it trying to find availability for the dates that you wanted I think that's why I also chose to book it on the way there versus the way back because the way there I couldn't find availability I mean on the way back I couldn't find availability so it was I'm not going to lie. I, I spent some time looking for it because sometimes I would find like one business class seat and then sometimes I would find two business class seats, but then it took a lot of searching. Yeah, that's, I guess, how I can put it, that it took a lot of searching for me to find three business class seats. That'll definitely make it harder. And the thing about the sweet spot between JFK and Lisbon for Tap Portugal book through Avianca, that 35,000 points thing is a one-way deal. You can't get that same deal. Going from Lisbon to New York, it is only on the way there. So that probably explains how it was so hard finding it on the way back. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is, this is a nightmare. But I mean, it was definitely it was definitely worth it. And then for each, once I booked, once I found availability and I booked the flights, I paid $50 in taxes for each flight that I booked. Using the, yeah. So it was it actually was really good. I thought I was going to end up paying more taxes because I want to say when I booked the business class flights with Singapore Airlines, I paid a little bit more in taxes and it was only two of us. So I felt like I got a great deal. That's another nice thing about Avianca is they don't pass on those really, really high surcharges. Like if anybody is flying into the UK, it is notoriously expensive or flying out of the UK more so but they don't pass on those taxes and fees, which is super, super nice with Avianca. For sure. 
Did you guys spend a few days in Portugal or did you just jump straight to your next destination? Yeah, so we we did spend two days there because I thought about going straight through. But, you know, my parents are a little older. They're 62 and 63. So I kind of wanted, usually I'm just like, my personality is like, go, go, go. My boyfriend jokes that whenever he goes with me somewhere, he needs a vacation for more vacation. Because I don't really vacation, I travel. You know, I just want to see everything and I want to do everything. And I'm not like a morning person at all. But for whatever reason, whenever I travel, I just the the light switch just summed us up. Let's go. Come on. Breakfast is ready. Let's go. So we got to see, we didn't get to see everything I wanted to see, but we kind of just winged it, which was nice because I usually don't wing stuff. I just, I, I have like a whole itinerary, which was nice. And then we, you know, we met a, a Spaniard and my parents were, were talking to him and, you know, and he was just so excited for us. And he was like, that's so cool that your parents are traveling and his name was Lord, which was my grandfather's name as well. So I, that was a really cool conversation. If you're looking to earn more points and miles, there are usually two main ways to get there. The first one is with credit card signup bonuses, where you can easily earn tens of thousands of points by putting your expenses on a new credit card. If you're in the market for a new credit card, we offer free credit card consultations and provide you with personalized recommendations based on your particular travel goals, budget, and lifestyle at geobreezetravel.com slash consultations. But there are also a ton of ways to earn points outside of opening more cards. And we have some of my favorite methods like stacking, finding hidden bonus offers, and finding reimbursable spending strategies outlined in my free webinar called You Do Not Need 20 Cards. Check out the free webinar on geobreezetravel.com slash webinar. And we have links to both the free consultation form and the free webinar for you in the show notes. And now, back to the show. So talk to us about the myth, whether it's true or not, that people who understand Spanish can understand Portuguese. Did you guys have any trouble with the language? Was it super easy to pick up on what was going on? On a scale of like, yeah, we absolutely understood everything because we understood Spanish too. No, that's total myth and we were completely lost. Where is it on the scale? Uh, I would say on a scale, we could read it. I would say so like as far as reading, I'd say like a seven. But as far as like understanding people, because everybody has like different accents, I would say like we were kind of at a like three or four because, you know, we would talk with my parents and we're like, oh, I actually understood that that guy and and some other people that we met are like, I could not understand them at all. So I guess it just like to some of them were like spoke really fast and some spoke a little bit um, slower. So I guess it also like depended on like kind of their accents, kind of like here in the U.S. We have people that, you know, from like New York or Texas. So we have like different accents. But Italian, definitely, as far as like speaking it, not too good. But as far as like understanding it, I definitely felt pretty confident about reading it and understanding it, like probably like an eight. My Spanish is terrible and I felt pretty good when I was in Italy of just being able to understand signs at the train station at restaurants and what was going on and a little bit more at ease there than how I felt in Madrid and Spain. People in, in Spain speak very, very fast. And I like to say that it's weird Spanish because in high school in the U.S. you are trained to be able to understand what's going on in Mexico or South America. And yeah. I don't understand Bosotra's form at all. Yeah. And yeah, they do speak really fast. My parents went to Spain, I want to say in 2016. And 
They said they understood it, but they said they did say they spoke a little fast in Spain for them. So from Portugal, where did you go next? From Portugal, we flew to Turkey, to Istanbul, Turkey, which was like the final destination. And, you know, this trip has, we talked about it jokingly. So my parents watch the Spanish soap operas and they always saw like Turkey. Oh, they're, you know, it's like, I guess they're Turkish soap operas and it was started as a joke that they were going to go drink coffee and tea with one of the protagonists of the soap operas. And and then I was like, I think we can do it. It started as a joke. So I'm really glad that this trip went into fruition. And also, they're retiring this year. So I kind of wanted to celebrate that for them as well. What did you guys fly from Portugal to Turkey? So from Portugal to Turkey, we flew flying Blue Miles. And for each flight, it was 10,000 miles. So altogether, 30,000 miles. It was only 30,000 points to fly from Portugal to Turkey using Air France flying blue. Yes. Yeah, that was a, that was a deal. What was it like a particular sale or like a transfer bonus or something? I assume this is an economy, but 10,000 points per person still seems like not a lot. How long of a flight is that? That one, I think it was like, I think it was like a, like a four hour flight or something. And then we paid $38 per ticket. So 30,000 miles plus $38 per ticket. Flying blue. Yeah. You know, if that was, is that just the standard price or was there some kind of transfer bonus or sale or something going on? I don't remember that being a transfer bonus. It might've been just like a sale. I think that one might have been just a sale for that one because that does feel kind of low. Flying Blue does often have different promo awards where usually from the U.S. over to Paris, it'll cost like 55,000 points starting to fly in business class or about half that in economy. But sometimes they will have transfer bonuses. They'll have the Flying Blue promos. Sometimes they have different partnerships like with Built where it'll transfer at a one to two rate. So you could fly over from the U.S. to Europe for like 6,000 points or something crazy like that. So the rewards do stack up with Air France. And then you'll be able to do some really, really cool trips only using 6,000 or 10,000 points or something like that. Do you know what kind of points you transferred in to Flying Blue? Yeah, so for Flying uh, Blue, I transferred over some of my city premier points that I got from a card and I transferred them over. Yeah, that's another great thing about Flying Blue is similar to Singapore, you can transfer anything over there. You can transfer Chase, Amex City, Capital One, Built, all of those. You can pull together into an Air France account. So that is a really great use of points as well. So you took a flight over to Turkey. Did you guys stay mostly in Istanbul or travel around Turkey? What did you do while you were there? Yeah, we mainly stayed in Istanbul. We just we only we were only there for five days, so I I wish I would have booked. I don't know why I do this to myself sometimes. I book these short flights and I want to get so much done. But yeah, we stayed there and we didn't even get to see everything. One of the main things I wanted to see was the Blue Mosque, but it was closed for renovation and it wasn't going to open until March of this year. So that kind of was a bummer because like ever since I've been like a kid, like I love history and I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to see the Blue Mosque in person. When did you take this trip? I took it in January of this year. Okay, so pretty recently. Yeah, pretty recent. Yeah, I took a trip to 
uh, Mexico in December and I, we came back in like January and then like a week and a half later, we were getting ready to go to Portugal and Turkey. So those, that was pretty fun. Where did you guys stay while you were in Turkey? So while we, um, while we were in Turkey, we stayed at a Marriott and it was after booking it, to be honest, it was a little far, but I didn't have that many points. So that's why I chose that. And also, since at the time I was ambassador. So usually I know what I've noticed is that when I've flown to Europe before, that they usually charge you for like the third person. Or if you get like a rollaway bed, they charge you. But through that was ambassador, they kind of, they waived that fee for me. And for Marriott, I used 34,000 points. And the cash value of the stay there was $660. That is not bad at all for Marriott. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty good. And then pretty much we just took the, there was like, we would take a little, a little bus and then we would head a little, we used public transportation out there. I had a really bad experience with the taxis upon arriving to Turkey. We got scammed. So I just said, we're just going to take public transportation. So I kind of would put the route into Google. And, it, you know, we had like a little bus and then we took a train. The public transportation is like superb in Turkey. But for next time, I think I'm definitely going to stay closer to where everything is, like by the Hagia Sophia, just so it's not so much of a trek. Because sometimes it was like 45 minutes to get back to the hotel just from taking public transportation. I always try to stay in the city center too. It can be a little bit more expensive, but that's what points are for. And it can save you quite a bit of time because if you only have a few days in a city, you want to make the most of it and not spend a lot of time on a commute. Speaking of getting a lot of points, how did you get Marriott ambassador status? Is that just through your jobs or did you employ any kind of travel hacks in order to level up your status? So for that one, it was mainly through my job. That's how I achieved ambassador. And then also like when they would run promotion, I would kind of stay at different spots just to get the promotion. But uh, yeah, that one's mainly through through my job. I'm no longer an ambassador. Uh, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> but I think you really get more when you travel abroad you get more the kind of the red carpet effect versus here in the U.S. Like if you're, so like I've checked into st- stuff here and being ambassador here, like it got me like chocolates, you know, <laughs> like uh, just a little chocolate bar. I'm like for being ambassador, it's kind of a joke here, but abroad it's definitely worth it. What kinds of extra perks do you get for being an ambassador while traveling abroad? So like, let's say like I'm saying only one night somewhere. And let's say I check in, I can check in at 9 p.m. I can check out the next day at 9 p.m. You get late checkout. Usually they'll end up waiving like fees. Like I mentioned, the rollaway bed, they waive that fee. Also, you get to talk to like they have an ambassador line. And if you need to update your reservation, you can you can call them, which I did because I needed to uh, fix my reservation in, in Turkey to add that. I don't remember what I did, but I called them and like they were, you know, they answered me right away. The lady emailed me. So it's like, it's almost like Singapore Airlines, but for like hotels, like they're really on it. And like the ambassador line, I really liked it. 
Does it feel like a super far fall now that you're titanium, I assume? Well, no, because I had been like titanium elite before, but I am going to miss the ambassador hotline for sure. And just that, you know, when you go in there, you know, thank you for being an ambassador. And I I am going to miss that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to reach ambassador because that does require $20,000 of spending. If you're not really able to hack it with just credit card spend or like taking advantage of promos like I usually do. But we'll see if, if I ever get there. So how did you get back? What did you fly and how much did you spend in points? So on the way back, I used I used some points from the city premiere bonus. So I think it was, well, I want to say like 90,000 points or something that you got for the for signing up for the card. And I flew Bianca Life Miles. Each flight was each flight was 30,000 Bianca Life Miles. So for a total of 90,000 Avianca life miles, but we flew Sanza. So it was 90,000 miles transferred from city through Avianca to be on a Lufthansa yeah. plane from Istanbul through Frankfurt, I'm guessing. All the, yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, all the way, all the way from Turkey to Dallas, Fort Worth. Oh, it's a fifth freedom flight with Lufthansa. Yeah. They operated direct yeah. out there. Yeah. That's Which awesome. Was, yeah. Yeah. So for one elevated city premiere bonus, you were able to book all three people on an economy directly from yeah, Turkey and back to Texas. Yeah. And then for each flight and taxes for that specific flight, it was $120 for each flight plus the the miles that I used. Not bad at all. What was Lufthansa economy like? Or I've gone to Europe and I really like their servants. And then the way it was only my parents, I sat separately from them. So it was really my seat configuration. It was just me and another person. And then it was just my parents. It was like we were on the sides, which was nice because nobody wants to sit like to some random person. You want to be sitting like in the middle, like the middle, I feel like is like the worst spot because usually those are like four seats. It's just uncomfortable, especially like to get up to go to the restroom. But now overall, it was a good flight, except for the kids that were hitting me in the back for a little bit of the flight <laughs> and they kept hitting me and they're crying but i was like it's fine that'll happen sometimes yeah that'll happen anything else that you would advise people about as they're like oh i should look into this avianca thing they've got some pretty good sweet spots over to europe back from turkey all over the world really i have a couple of youtube videos about avianca anything that you found to be challenging with the website or the process or anything where you're like hey watch out for this yeah, just uh, uh, availability, I guess. Try not to stress yourself out. It just really, that's you're going to be able to find the sweet spot. But it's like me, if you're trying to book for yourself and like another person or even two, two more people, just be patient. Look on there. I would look on there like every day. And then I always try to look at the flight, what it costs without points. So if, you know, like when I tell people, yeah, I paid 1500 for point in miles, the it kind of sounds like a lot, but then when you look at how much each flight is actually worth, like twenty four hundred each, paying fifteen hundred versus close to seven thousand, it's a lot better. Yeah, I think a couple other things that are confusing about Avianca is you need to go to lifemiles.com, not avianca.com. If you try to look for anything on avianca.com, you just don't find anything. It's all cash fares to from South America, and they're like, we don't fly to Europe. Like, what what is this route you're trying to do? 
So make sure that you guys are going to lifemiles.com. And then also I have found, also through Miguel, that Seats.Aero is really great for finding these different flight availabilities through Avianca, especially for last-minute availability, and especially, especially for Lufthansa business or first-class last-minute availability. They already have a Lufthansa first-class finder on Seats.Aero, which is super, super useful so that you don't have to check every day. So if that is something that you guys want to fly, make sure you check that out as well. And as we're kind of wrapping up here with everything that you've learned in the last eight years in points and miles, what would you say is your number one tip for people who are looking to level up in the game? Don't get FOMO because you see all these people traveling business class and traveling, you know, first class and thinking like, well, that's never going to be me. You know, if you want to travel economy, travel economy. There's no, I would say there's no right way or wrong way to travel hack. You know, if it works for you, if it saved you money, if you had a great time, then that's okay. You know, you you should be proud of yourself for for doing that. Absolutely. I love that. Any any travel hacking redemption, as long as it's not for like magazines or a Roomba, is a win. Yes. <laughs> Or for, oh man, I used to get gift cards when I first started. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. The gift cards. I would get gift cards. So I was like, no, not anymore. One cent per point. <laughs> oh yeah, horrible. Well, we live and learn and we level up. And speaking of leveling up, can you give shout outs to a couple other people on the internet that you would recommend listeners go follow for even more points and miles tips? Yes. So I would recommend Sierra. She is like, I would say she's so great at booking anything Hyatt related. She just came back from California, I want to say, a couple of weeks ago. So she just, Hyatt is like, if anything Hyatt related, she's your girl. Perfect. And where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at traveling for the player price. So I post a lot about flights, but I also talk about deals. Like, thank you for that Target deal that that you posted about. So I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Well, I appreciate you so much for coming onto the show and talking about Avianca Sweet Spots and your awesome trip to Portugal and Turkey. Thank you so much for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Julia. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If any of the cards mentioned in today's episode piqued your interest, please check out the links in the show notes for more information on any of the cards. Also, if you apply for a card using the links on that page, I may receive a commission too, so please and thank you. P.S. I hear the links work better in Internet Explorer or Safari, and sometimes the credit card applications tend to glitch out in Chrome. Additionally, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend. And if you would like to make even more travel hacking friends, please sign up for the Patreon to access our monthly masterclass hangouts. We dive deep into a particular points program each month, and you'll get to ask all of your travel hacking questions and enjoy being around other people who enjoy points and miles just as much as you and I do. If you would like an invite to the next one, head over to geobreeztravel.com hangouts to sign up to be on the invite list. Take care and happy travels!